on or off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. We're fan podcasts for TV shows and movies. This week we're talking about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, the iconic 2003 rom-com. <laughs> what? It sounded like a helicopter was landing <laughs> on the roof of your building. I don't know what's going on. It's like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any of that picked up. That's so funny. Anyways. Oh, yeah, we're talking How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes, ma'am. Before we get into that, each week we do a little recap of what we're watching and we do a weekly watch of Veronica Mars, or we did. We're not sure if we're going to continue because we are on the season two finale and season two has been so much fun. That's what our episodes look like each week. Bailey, what have you watched this week? I have watched actually a decent amount of stuff. I've stuck to one of my New Year's resolutions, at least in terms of like my watching habits to like try to watch something new something I haven't seen good on you it is hard yeah trying to stay away from the rewatch even though sometimes I do fall into it but now I know so I've watched um some movies it was fun so I finally <laughs> watched Midsommar oh right I saw this on your letterbox yes Fallon my roommate and our editor has been like pushing trying to get me to watch it because she watched it for the first time recently and she's like bro you've got to watch this movie it's crazy and I'm like have been waiting till I'm like in the mindset because I don't look I didn't know much about this movie but I did know that like shit gets crazy right and I need to like be prepared right and so finally, one night rolled around. And I was like, okay, yes, like, give me, give me a bottle of wine. Yep. Give me some food. Like, let's sit down. We'll watch Midsommar. Bro, the movie is crazy. It's about like a cult, right? 100%. That's really all I know. And I also know that you need to be in a mindset, which is why I haven't watched it. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, I thought it fell more into the category of like psychological thriller, mm-hmm. but it's definitely horror. Like, it's psychological horror. Like, gory? At times. Can be, but not, like, in a traditional horror movie gore way, you know? Like, there's not, like, a masked killer coming out of the dark and scary, you know? it's Pints of blood pouring on the walls. Right. Right. So it's different, but because it's the cult, it, like, is more realistic and, like, fucking terrifying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's honestly insane, but very well done, like, Great movie. I gave it four stars. Nice. Loved it. Um, will yeah. Will never watch it again. Yeah, that seems like a one and done. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super good on that. But like every time something <laughs> happened, I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I was like, uh, excuse me, what the fuck? Like it just like kept. Oh my god. Getting worse. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. I mean, it's been on my list, but like I said, I've never <laughs> been in the mindset. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, it's one of those movies that like, it stuck with, it's still with me. It's stuck right. with me. Honestly, a lot of the movies I've watched recently have stuck with me. You've been watching some fucked up shit. I, I'm de- just going to put it so bluntly. Yeah, <laughs> no, I a hundred percent have. And like, honestly, not on purpose. Like I'm not necessarily meaning to. I'm over here like binging Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like <laughs> watching National Treasure. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here watching Midsommar one day, like just crying my eyes Poor things. Out. Poor yeah. things. Yeah. And then on a similar note of fucked up things that just kind of destroyed me for about a week, I watched All of Us Strangers. 
Is this a movie or a show? Movie. Okay. This is with Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Oh, the priest from Fleabag. Yes, the yes, hot yes, priest. Yes. Uh, okay. And Paul Mescal is in um, Normal, Normal People, People with Daisy Edgar Jones. And he's just fantastic. He's so pretty. They're both so pretty to look at. This movie ripped my heart out and stomped on it and like, no. like threw it in the trash. And then like crumbled it up and then buried it like it like <laughs> oh god ouch no like i thought this movie was gonna be sure maybe sad but just because of the context of like you know that his parents died at some point right. you know so he's talking about his parents so like that's sad i was not prepared for how devastating this movie is it mm-hmm. it was uh it got me real good I remember seeing the trailer and it looked sad or at least at the very least like emotional and I'm a very emotional person. Like I'm a, I'm an empath. Like I was crying <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. And I don't even know the full story. Yeah. And honestly, you like, you don't until you're watching it. Like you, you kind of start picking up pieces and figuring it out, but it takes you somewhere and you're just like, okay. We did that thing. I don't ever need to turn this on again. <laughs> I'm like sitting in the fetal position in my bed. I'm just oh. like, I can't believe I watched this. Still, very well done. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great movie. Great acting. Great writing. Kind of a, I was going to say fun story. It's not a fun story, but it's like an original, like unique yeah, okay, cool. plot and like storytelling was beautiful and yeah, it was. It deserves all the praise that it's getting, but it is extremely sad. I just feel the need when I watch stuff like this to preface with people. I'm like, you will probably cry. Yeah. Or just be really s- depressed after. Oh my god. So yeah, that's on Hulu. <laughs> in case anyone wants Got to it. dabble in that. Yeah, let me run over there. Yeah, and then on a much happier note, I watched Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, cute. Which is the new Diablo Cody movie who wrote Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. So she wrote and produced this, and it's got, like, Cole Sprouse in it, playing, like, the zombie, all that kind of fun stuff. So fun. So fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Really funny. Gonna be a cult classic. Like, it's it's giving – like, it's not Jennifer's Body, but it's kind of giving the same – vibe okay just like as far as like movies go of like originality unique giving people something to talk about i don't don't really know something like that however the movie theater experience not so great Uh uh-oh so we did use our amc a-list pass to go see this i went with fallon our editor who's also my roommate and we just tag on like 8 p.m movie went to the theater thought nothing of it it was a weekday it was like a wednesday that's the beauty of a-list you just pop on over whenever yeah we're thinking we're going to have, like, a decent-sized crowd, but nothing crazy. Yeah. No, theater was packed. We had this very annoying couple behind us who was, like, kicking Fallon's seat, who was talking the whole time. Oh. Just being complete assholes. Talking um, about what? Could you hear? No, they were speaking, like, a different... Li- they were, I think they were speaking, like, French. Oh, okay. I, I, we literally think they were just horny. Like, I, we don't know what they were saying. At Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Fallon told them to, like, stop kicking her seat. She was like, hey, like, get your feet off my seat. And the lady goes, they're off. And so then we're 
we're, we're, <laughs> we're already off to a bad start. <laughs> and then the lady, like, just, they call Fallon a bad name. Like, it's just Damn. getting, and we're just like, okay, like, we're chilling. And then the movie starts, and they continue to talk. I mean, they are talking this whole time. And I'm sitting there trying to debate. I'm like, are you going to be this person? Like, am I about to turn around right now and ask them to stop talking? Like, how much time do you give them, like? Right. Like, they're talking, like, maybe I'm exaggerating. It's not nonstop throughout the whole thing. But it is, like, enough to be annoying. Yeah. And then finally the lady sitting next to me turns around to them and says, can you guys shut the fuck up, essentially? <laughs> and they were like, and then they called her a bitch. And like, it oh was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They did eventually. Why even go to the movies? Literally, I wanted to turn around and be like, why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah, go home. Yeah. Literally, go home. Speaking of going home, there was, a ne- there was a family there. So kind of towards the front, there was a family with this toddler. And this toddler was screaming. And we're running around. Toddler's tired. It's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. Go to bed. Why are you here? Why are you here? They wanted to see this movie that bad. I look good movie, but like you can wait. Like yeah. it just was honestly crazy to me. And I was sitting there, I, wait, <laughs> my inner monologue at this time. I'm sitting here and I'm like, am I, am I what is that thing? Where it's like, am I the asshole? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, am I the asshole for judging these parents? And being mad that their kid is screaming. No. And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is so different than a plane. They're the asshole for bringing the fucking kid. Yes. I'm like, usually on a plane, like, I never get mad at moms for crying babies or families in general for their children. Like, you have to fly with kids. It happens. But for a, bring your child to a movie? I'm like, no. It's not a kid's movie. It wasn't necessary. Get a babysitter. So they think that the solution to this problem is to take him into the hallway of the theater still, which made it worse because now it's echoing. It's echoing. Throughout the whole thing. And we're, I'm looking at Fallon and we're just like, Bro, oh my God. We're like, how is this happening right now? Like, again, you, you know that your child is like throwing a tantrum, crying, like all this stuff. So instead of taking them home, you're like, no, I, I still want to keep my eye on the screen. Right. It's just so, it's so ridiculous. And we're just like debating like should I get up and go ask someone that works here to tell them to leave but I didn't want to ruin I didn't want to leave the movie like I was still paying attention like I was still that like you know very much into the plot and I was like okay I don't want to ruin my experience eventually they packed up and left but still too far into the movie it was like 40 45 minutes into it and I'm like oh my god the fact that it took you this long so they finally left the people behind us shut up and we were able to enjoy the rest of the movie great and it was a great movie. Fun? Funny? Very fun. Very funny. Cole Sprouse had me cackling. <laughs> and this man had zero dialogue. <laughs> zero dialogue. It was all physical comedy. It was grunts. Grunts. Because he's just like a zombie. And he's just like, mm, 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 <laughs> and just like moving his body and flailing around. And she's so like dry and like witty kind of humor. Not to mention, like, her life is kind of tragic, too, and they make fun of that, but in, like, a really fun way. Like, it's giving Edward Scissorhands meets Heather's meets Jennifer's body. Like, really, really fun. Great soundtrack. Fashion was great. Like, it was, I can't recommend it enough, and I I do want to watch it again. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah. And then, of course... Drive to Survive came out. Drive to Survive came out, and I have watched nothing since. Yep. Nothing else since. Did I've, you finish it? I finished it. Of course you did. 
Goodness gracious. I think I'm only on episode four. Look, surprisingly, it did take me a couple of days to finish I'm it. I'm shocked you didn't finish it day one. I know. Like, cause, because I'm hashtag unemployed. I was like, started that shit Friday morning. I kind of forgot. I mean, I didn't. But I'm so used to starting things that get released like at night. Yeah. That I didn't even think like, oh, like it's Friday morning. I saw an ad for Netflix saying Drive to Survive season six out. And I said, say less. Yeah. <laughs> and I, with my breakfast. <laughs> so here we go. Um, I love it. I haven't, like I said, I'm only on episode four, but mm-hmm. so far it's good. But you and I like kept up with F1 events and races throughout the whole season. And so I feel like it's so different. It It is weird. It's weird it's really watching weird. this season having way more knowledge than we ever have before watching yeah. Drive to Survive. It feels, I finally understand why people that are fans of the sport don't love the show as much as a lot of other people do. It show is great. I still love it. Right. But I do think that it kind of sends a false narrative for a lot of situations. But also on, like, yes, I agree. It can have some false narratives. But I also think that it is kind of an expose on certain things that do go on behind the scenes that we're not necessarily privy to otherwise. And so maybe it's kind of forced and it's a false narrative or maybe it's kind of a behind the scenes look, but they do these nice little like capsule stories. Yeah, that is nice of the team. And like, that is nice, especially I, I don't know I if I just feel like it's not as good because we've been watching the races and like keeping up on it because in past seasons, I feel like the team storylines were, was more of a well-rounded view of the whole season yeah of like okay we started with a shitty car we made these improvements at this race oh look at him he was on the podium at this race i feel like this season they're not doing that right especially with um mclaren McLaren. yeah i was like oh we're just done yeah and aston martin too okay yes because aston martin started hot they were great they were second in constructors alonzo was doing fantastic lance had a miracle surgery and got back in the car and all this bullshit and they just kind of said that part. And yeah. I'm like, Aston Martin went down bad. Yeah. They finished fifth in constructors. Like, it's, it's, I'm convinced Lawrence Stroll also has investments in the Drive to Survive series. Okay, I was thinking about this too. I was like, which team is investing in a certain storyline for their team? I was also watching some of the, like, I guess they're like drone footage or whatever of like, if they go to Australia or like Bahrain or whatever. And some of them are like just at the track and some of them yeah. are like beep bopping around the city. And I was like, so many people watch this show. It's entirely possible that like, like the Australian like PR team or whatever paid to have like a feature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just feels very promo-y. Mm-hmm. And I a hundred percent agree with like certain teams. Like the strolls specifically just having their hand in it. Like, why are we starting the first episode and Lawrence stroll is on my fucking TV screen? Like, uh, making some dramatized narrative about, Oh, when you get that phone call, your <sighs> first role is a dad. Bullshit. No. Bullshit. I, 
I guarantee you, Lance does not have like that fighter bone in his body. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. He's got nothing behind his eyes. <laughs> no, literally. He's a traumatized Nepo baby. Yeah. And <laughs> like, so I'm sure he wasn't like, I got to get back on the track. He's like, mm, I got to get back on the track and my dad will kill me. My dad will kill me. Yeah. I saw funny TikToks of someone um, kind of breaking down F1 for people that might not know and was like kind of going through the drivers. And he goes, this is Lance Stroll. Um, he drives for Aston Martin and his dad owns Aston Martin because his son wanted to be an F1 driver. <laughs> so he bought a team and made him a driver. And I'm just like, it really is the perfect way to paint Lance. Like that's really how it went down. So dumb. I agree. I do want to like adjust what I said about false narrative. Like it, it that is what happened. I mean, it's a documentary. Yeah. They do stuff. Editing. Yes. They don't, I don't think they mess with the editing as much as they used to because the drivers kind of got onto them for that, especially like having Max, the reigning world champion, dip out, be like, y'all make me look horrible and I'm not doing this. And they were like, ooh, probably should pull the reins back a bit and maybe be a little more honest. But I, I more so meant they don't tell the whole story sometimes or yeah. like they are painting like because they focus so much on a certain team at certain races they kind of forget like a key factor of it. Like specifically, I want to talk about Singapore. I know you haven't gotten to the episode yet and it's not a lot of spoilers, but it's for Ferrari because Carlos Sainz won that race. But Mm. that was the race that he was pulling Lando in DRS the whole time to get a car Lando P1, P2 and George was in P3. But it was genius strategy for Carlos and they didn't mention the fact that Lando was P2 at all or any of that it was just carlos versus george and then george hitting the wall and all of that and i'm like how are you gonna like just dismiss everything between carlos and lando like that was so intentional and has really never happened before yeah and it was it was incredible it was friendship it was (laughs) it was strategy it was cinema yeah um well it is interesting the way that they do the stories like per episode and so i get it if our mclaren episode takes place at the beginning and like the first half of the season while they're trying to like figure out their car and whatever so then like to you'd need like a a whole other mclaren episode in this format yeah you'd need a whole other mclaren episode to circle back and talk about their success towards the end of the season Mm -hmm. but we as F1 fans, it's like a whole thing for us. So I'm like, if you threw in a little tidbit about Lando at the end, I like, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But I'm not sure that other people would like be picking up on like, wait, which race and how far into the season? Right. And, yeah. Yeah, I agree. They do well. Like the last episode is good because they kind of wrap up all the constructors and they do a good job in the last episode of actually like breaking down each team's and points and who's fighting for what nice. to make it really kind of round out. But um, I'm I'm just gonna yeah. say nothing will beat season three. No, you cannot beat it. No, it's the best television ever. <laughs> like it's so good. Well, and like one of my coworkers is watching season one right now, Ooh. and she's like, "Okay, wait, Jess. Like I've heard you talk about this, and I know that like you're really into it, but like I don't know, it was this exciting? I was like, it's juicy, thrilling. She's like, and he's over here signing contracts and hasn't told his team, and like he's getting kicked out, and he's crashing the car too many times and i'm like yes girl it's drama drama yeah honestly nothing will beat season three and nothing will beat that season of formula one either like true and we weren't even watching it live god, at the time, i wish i was watching it I, live i swear oh, to god. god i mean we're never gonna see that again unless these cars get their shit together and compete with red bull but yeah it's a lot of fun all right yeah so good stuff i'm excited for you to finish it so we can really like 
talk about it. Yeah, I feel like since I haven't had time to binge, I feel like I'm just going to take my sweet time and, like, enjoy it now. Yeah. Maybe we should do – I know we're not going to do a full episode on it, but maybe we could do, like, a mini-sode for yeah. people that do want to listen to yeah. it that care. But we don't – bonus. Yeah. Bonus. Just because I, I could talk about – F1 and Drive to Survive. Yeah. I'm about to become so feral. Like, (laughs) F1 season is back. It's a race weekend this weekend. We're going to Bahrain. Like, let's go. It's going to be so fun. I need um, more, like, race gear. Like, I want something to wear, like, every day. Like, Well, soon your variety will open up in 2025. I look in red. You're about to join <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> yes. I – oh, God, I know. I was <laughs> – I was toying around playing, like, a TikTok of being, like, F1 season is back and start throwing out all of my merch, like, on my, <laughs> my bed, like, breaking it out. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, I love, I love F1 merch. We're all the time. Good. Other than that, what else have you watched? What have you been up to? Okay, I watched Abbott Elementary, of course. This week's episode was so funny. So funny. No, I, so good. <laughs> I have no notes. Like, I, <laughs> no, literally, it's, I can't contain it. No. Also, they were renewed for season four, so yep. hallelujah. And then I started this new show. I'm only one episode in, but I'm really excited about it, and I want to keep watching it. It's called The New Look. It's on Apple TV. Okay. Maisie Williams is in it. Ooh. The only name kind of I have tied to it. But basically, it's about Christian Dior and Coco Chanel and all these other designers in Paris, in Nazi-occupied Paris, in during the war in the 40s. Oh. And it's so interesting. Ooh. And so Christian Dior, he's very, like, his name is tied to this design that he has. It's called the new look. And he, like, revolutionized, like, women's wear. And he, people still talk about him to this day as, like, this, there's designers that dress for, like, basically, like, dress women to make them feel good and, like, that love women. And there's there's a joke that like there's designers that like hate women and they like have their nipples out and shit like that. Right. Right. And he goes down to history as like, he loved women. He makes the most beautiful things and the gowns were just exquisite. And this show it's scripted and it's about, like I said, Nazi occupied Paris. And he at the time was working for another designer. He wasn't working under his own label. And so he would tell his like friends or whoever, like, oh, I'm still working, essentially. And they were like, are you stupid? Like, right. the only people ordering ball gowns are Nazis and their wives. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yikes. So it's very interesting. There And, like, I'm interested to see how the show unfolds because there are rumors about Coco Chanel and her ties to Nazis. Right. And that's, like, a real-life controversy. And also, like, to do with that is she kind of got exiled and Christian Dior was, like, the new big name. He kind of, like, pushed her out of couture. Oh. Um, obviously, not completely. Chanel is still one of the biggest houses in the world. But, yeah, I mean, I just – I love fashion. I love fashion history. And this is, like, a cool, like, period piece drama about, like, the war and Paris and all that. So it's cool. I'm excited. That's so fun. It's kind of giving – no, it's completely different. <laughs> but what was the – um? They uh they did like American Crime Story of oh the assassination of uh Gianni Versace or whatever. Oh yes, it's not really giving that, it's but just in like a designer ki- designer history drama drama yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, honestly, solid connection. It's not the Great. same, but like, right. yeah, I get it. But just like it's the designer, but it's also like the drama surrounding them, not just about 
the fashion. I mean, it is, but also it's about their lives and like the stuff they were going through. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I saw it coming up on like when we were looking ahead for 2024. I saw it on Apple TV's list and I was like, I'm gonna watch that. So I'll keep watching it. I think it's weekly releases. Amazing. Is that it? I think so. Um, Just like watch a lot of YouTube and like just kind of dabbled. But I did watch the season two finale of Veronica Mars. Okay. Let's get into it. So, if you've been listening along, clearly we are trekking through season two of Veronica Mars. And God, it's um, so long. So long. Of, uh, can you believe, think about it, we watch this weekly, 22 episodes, tw- 22 weeks. That's like half the year. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a long time. I've never, I don't do this unless it's like a show actually on TV, like, I'm a binger. Yeah, but even then, we're not getting 22 episodes these days. I like, know. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so so many questions were brought up this season, not enough answers, and they just decided, okay, we're just going to throw out everything in this episode, and we're yeah. going to sprinkle in some randoms that you thought were wrapped up and aren't. And also, like, drop some bombs that I did not know were coming. That were honestly kind of unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we didn't need that. You could have just left it nice and tied with a bow. Right. Okay, let's get into it. So, last week we were talking about the mayor and the mayor's daughter, and there's like all this stuff going on. So, basically, Veronica and Keith figure out that he was molesting children on his baseball team. And then, like, they basically theorized that he, that the mayor thought or knew that kids were trying to come forward and that's why he attacked them or like blew up the bus blew essentially the bus, yeah. to like silence them. Which this is just like their theory. Right. And like he's like, I'm going to go get him. Yeah. They just like busted that out in the first five minutes of the episode. And I was just like, Oh, is that it? Like, is that, is that what we're, that's what we're going with? That's what we're ending with. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Cause he's on the lamb. No one knows where he is. Yeah. But there's, there was a lot of weird stuff about, like, him being stalked and, like, threatened and, like, we didn't really know. So now it's kind of coming together. And they still don't necessarily – they don't have all of the kids. They no. knew that there was multiple and they couldn't pinpoint the other person. Right. So Veronica spends part of the episode kind of tracking down the rest of the baseball kids. There's all this weird stuff about graduation day. So it's, like – which, honestly – love you know in real time high school show that like starts in september and ends in june like yeah yeah it's like okay cute i'm graduating too yeah like i love this so it's graduation day season finale perfect timing graduation day and veronica like has this weird dream about her parents like there was just kind of some weird stuff going on yeah like an alternate universe essentially but she was still dating logan in it which i loved that was fun yeah weird little duncan cameo there and then um There was, there was a cute moment at graduation I liked when the principal was like, I don't know if my life is going to be easier or more difficult with you gone. Right. And he was like, is there anything I should know? Because she was like, don't put all your passwords under your under stapler. Your stapler. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, but what pissed me off at graduation was stupid fucking sheriff. I hate that guy. Coming in and poor Weevil just can't even walk across the stage. Like, you're really going to arrest him right now. You couldn't wait 10 minutes. When he looked at his grandma, I was so sad. Oh, and Weevil was so serious, too. He looked at me and was like, seriously, man, like, please. Like, let's not do this. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, 
You can watch him. He's going to walk across the stage, just walk him out of the auditorium and cuff him in the hallway. It's literally. not that hard. Like, his name is Lamb, right? Sheriff Lamb? Yeah. He just literally was doing it to be a dick. He is a dick. Yeah. 100%. Like, through and through. Um, he never shies away from the opportunity to prove that he's a dick. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, you're coming with me. Yeah. Ugh. No, that was so horrible. sad. Also, grandma with the glasses. Okay. Um, right. Because he always talks about his grandma, but I don't think we've ever seen her. I feel like we maybe... In season one. Season one early. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been a long time. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And his, like, brothers and sisters or something, the the young kids that were yeah, there, I too? Think, are they his brothers? I don't know. Cousins? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right after... Not right after graduation. Well, yeah. Essentially, right after graduation, Keith just, like, goes looking for Woody. He got a tip, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to go track him down. And Wallace's mom... So, Veronica's leaving graduation. Wallace's mom, who also... First time she popped up in this episode. Like, I know. I was like, girl, I haven't seen you for 10 episodes. Around, like, yeah. Like, okay. And they, like, brought her Ever back Ever since for, her and Keith broke up. Right, they brought her back to deliver two lines, and that was, and she was She's done. like, Veronica, what's going on? She's like, I actually don't know. She's like, this time, really don't know. Like, how about you fill me in? So Wallace booked a flight to Paris to go see Jackie. And the next thing we know, Veronica's calling Jackie, who's in New York and is in, like, a diner. There's this kid there and her mom, and her mom's, like, She's being like, all sassy with her. Yeah. And then Veronica basically just says, like, no, I knew this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew you weren't rich. I knew you weren't the daughter of a model. Like. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she figured it out, but she was like, oh, no, I got you all figured out. Yeah. And she basically was like, I've been new. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. And then um, she's like, you're going to have to. She was like, Wallace has a layover at JFK. You're going to have to tell him yourself. Right. Because he's on his way to Paris. Yeah. Like, Little 18-year-old Wallace is going to be alone in Paris. I can't. Home Alone 2, lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> lost in Petty. Yeah, so she goes to the airport, and this is it's, she's like, Wallace, like, you know, I, I don't know really how she started all this, and none of it really matters except for the fact that she delivers a line and says, I have a kid, Wallace. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, she's so vague. She's like, you know, she was like, okay, so she owns up to, or not owns up, but she basically says like, look, this isn't my life. I grew, like my mom and I weren't, you know, Terrence and her were a one night stand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of how I grew up. I got mixed up in the drugs and alcohol scene. She's like 14. Like, I don't understand. And because I'm assuming like her kid's like two years old. Yeah. And and so when she's talking about all this, she's probably like 15. And so... She's like so vague. She's like, this isn't how I grew up. And I got caught up in the drugs and alcohol scene. Oh, yeah. I had a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, just dropping bombs. No, it it was so crazy. So out of nowhere. And honestly, I did not know what to do. Same. (laughs) Same. Because I'm just like, what was the why? What was the point of of that? It just felt they just like to add add sh- a pile yeah. shit on in the drama department that's like honestly unnecessary but i okay. hey it worked i was on the edge of my seat in this episode i was too but not about jackie i could honestly care less yeah but i was okay my job was on the floor i'm not gonna lie well same I, okay that's true yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i was like uh maybe it was just like a i just i don't think she's coming back i don't think we're gonna see her no. again so this probably could have been a 
here is an, a distinct reason why yeah. they're not going to be together and she won't be back. Because I was thinking about it, too. I was like, she could have just left and, like, made up some excuse, like, I don't love you or whatever. Right. Which she kind of tried to do with the letter. True. Didn't work because he went after her. So this is really, like, a closed door. Mm-hmm. Well, should we do Aaron Eccles first and then yeah, we can get to oh the big, God. big? So he's just out and about. Free as a bird. Free balling. Staying at Logan's hotel, apparently. Which is so funny. I'm like, get a, get a house. He just, Be an adult. I hate him. I, I, I hate him. I love his interaction with Logan. And Logan's like, oh, you know, it might be a little different than your old digs. None of your neighbors are murderers here. And I'm like, <laughs> oof. And then he says something so weird. It th- The way that he said it, Aaron Eccles, he was like, you know, you're my dependent again. And I'm like, A, Logan has been very independent for a very long time. And B, it's not a tax deduction. Right. He's your kid. Also, isn't he 18? So yeah. Like, not really. He's He doesn't have to do anything you tell him to That's do. That's like, why would you call him a dependent? Because I think either he's 18 or if he's, I think he is. But if he wasn't, I think he got emancipated when all this shit went down with his mom. Yeah. And so like, I, don't, I just don't know why he would call him his dependent. No, it was so weird. Uh, it was unnecessary. I, and then, and then. The creepy moment in the elevator. Yes. Uh, He's just admitting shit left and right. The, an ashtray. Okay, we got a new murder weapon now. I like, it was the Oscar. I, <laughs> what are we doing? I, it just basically admits to murdering Lily. How he got off these murder charges in the first place is crazy. I know. Well, we knew that Veronica knew because I think that he also admitted it last season when they were fighting. Yeah. Like when he attacked her. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, he's so sleazy and he's like, who knew you and Lily had so much in common? You're so like spoken minded or something like that. The way that like this conversation was honestly so out of pocket. Like she saw him in the elevator. They were in the elevator together. They maybe said, one thing to each other and then he straight up just admitted to murdering her best friend yeah it was like so aggressive to the point where i thought it was kind of a dream like i thought it was a daydream like i didn't really know what was going on well when she first got in the elevator they were the camera was at like this weird angle and she was like looking down at her phone and i i knew that something was up so i was like oh who's in the elevator and i thought it's gonna be logan we're gonna have like a sexy little elevator moment (laughs) yeah but i I just sensed that like somebody else was in the elevator and she was just looking at her phone and she wasn't looking and then it ended up being this really awful moment with aaron eccles and i was like get this man off my tv yeah so then cuts to him and kendall casablancas right just hooking up disgusting girl you hooked up with his kid like that's so nasty i hate her i think she's irrelevant i'm (laughs) over her she's a mess i no and then this like there were a lot of things in this episode that had my jaw on the floor but this one i i think i gasped i let out a gasp i okay i didn't gasp until the cut to the beach like yeah i okay so okay so he's hooking up with kendall casablancas she like goes to the bathroom whatever and he's so disgusting and sleazy he turns on his own show Ugh. he was like "Ooh, good television there's some stupid shit and then we see he's like good episode god i hate him so much and then we see like a silencer enter the frame i was like uh and then pew, pew, just just blood cold. on the blood on the this TV. I do think my jaw dropped when it panned to who shot him. Yeah, 
Because I was like, oh, bring him all the way back. Well, because I was like, okay, gun with a silencer. And then like not but a second later, it went off. Like it was like there was no thinking. Like it was like yeah. decision made, pew, pew, cut to who did it. And, and I know there was also, yeah, there was no who done it. There was no. No. They just showed us. I thought that was going to be the end of the episode. Genuinely. Ooh, like I thought yeah. it was just going to shoot him. We're done. Yeah. But no, they revealed. <laughs> Clarence Weedman said, I'm in contract. What? Is he said, like, I work for the Canes. He and really the Canes does. alone. Bruh. And then jump scare, jump cut to Australia. <laughs> fucking Duncan and his child at the beach. It's and a he, sandcastle for me. Is it done? It's done. Or whatever the fuck he said. I don't even know. I can't. How is Duncan contracting a kill right now? How is he in the know of what's going on? I guess he's just following the news. I'm trying to think. Did he do it for Logan or for Veronica? I think I, I think he. I don't. I think he did it for Lily. Like I literally think he did it. Oh, just duh. because yeah. he knows that he killed, and for him because Aaron was trying to pin the murder on Duncan. So he did it to protect him, so no one would come looking for him, and then um, just revenge and all that good stuff, and also. Aaron Eccles sucks. I would have. I would have put a fucking kill kill list yeah. on him too. I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna play off like who killed him though. Right. Like, is it gonna be a whole ordeal? Like, are I'm we gonna sure. investigate this? Like, really? Who cares? Like, I would love it if Kendall Casablancas went away for it. Who? Because she was in the room. Yeah, she went to the bathroom. Oh my god. Um, so that was interesting. That was just like a quick little, okay, Aaron Eccles is dead. Let's move on to the rest of the story, dear Lord. I don't even know. Look, I don't even know. <laughs> we just like finally got all of our answers. Yeah. Okay. So basically Keith is up in Reno or whatever, looking at w- after like arresting Woody. Yeah. And I think he's got a pretty solid case against Woody for just like the molesting of the kids. But I don't think he has a case for the bus crash. So we still don't know that. And Woody swears up and down, not that you should believe him, that he had nothing to do with it. Right. And then Veronica is still... Also, on her graduation day, this is same day, like that afternoon. Right. She's still investigating. And so she's going around and finding, like, the pictures of the baseball team. And so I guess Woody has, like, a restaurant named after himself because he's disgusting. (laughs) And it's also a euphemism, which is even more disgusting. Yeah. And so she finds out that... What's his name? Cassidy? Yeah. Cassidy Casablancas. Cassidy was Casablancas on... was on the baseball team. And she just puts two and two together. Right. She's like evil murderer, horrible person. Yeah. Like th- that's what honestly threw me off is we go from, oh, Cassidy Casablancas was on the baseball team to, oh, he killed, he's a killer. He Yeah. He's a killer. He she, murdered everyone on the bus. Yeah. Like she immediately texts Mac, like, get away from him. He's a killer. And I'm like, how did we get here? Right. Like, she immediately goes to the hotel it tries to find Matt because she knew that uh, Beaver and her got like a hotel and all this stuff. He sees the text set like from Mac's phone and is like, meet me on the roof. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he texts Veronica from Mac's phone yeah. to meet him on the roof, which honestly, I again, I was shocked by the like, he's the killer comment because when it turned out that he was on the baseball team and all these other kids, unfortunately, were hurt by Woody. I was like, oh, that's why he had intimacy issues with Matt. Right. So I guess, I don't know what I thought, but I was just like, okay, that checks out. And then we go, he's a killer. 
meet me on the roof veronica pulls out a gun right what is happening i just i can't believe that this whole season has just led up to the big reveal that it's beaver (laughs) it's beaver like (laughs) like what is happening like i'm sorry what and then yeah everything kind of makes sense the intimacy issues with mac like He's constantly getting bullied about it from Dick. Right. Not to mention that the Casablancas have been so relevant this season, and we have yet to know why. Yeah, all this, like, real estate money. Yeah, clearly this is why, because Beaver's the big bad, but... Yeah. So he's, like, attacking Veronica, and she's basically piecing all this together for us, like she always does. I know, she's, like, telling him what he did, (laughs) but she's really telling us. Yeah. So I just still, I think the the biggest takeaway for me from all of this, like my biggest shock factor and also the biggest like unnecessary thing in my opinion is the chlamydia reveal, the rape reveal. Oh, right. That's how she made the connection. Like. No, I think that was far-fetched. And, well, it did, it did bring me some solace in like the explanation of why we needed to know that Veronica had chlamydia in the first place. Like it just was so dumb. And then the earlier comment of Woody having chlamydia and, and her being like, why is it that I have chlamydia beaver? And then they're piecing together that like Woody gave it to beaver and then beaver gave it to her. And I just like really thought that we had like wrapped up that whole thing and that that didn't happen to Veronica. And now it did. And I hate that. Do you know the amount of people that have chlamydia? True. Like, like back when we were investigating the party and her rape. Right. It could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. But yeah, so she put the two and two together and I guess just like I don't even know. She was like, You blew up the bus to like kill the kids that wanted to come forward. Yeah, like and- Yeah, because he didn't want the kids to come forward. He didn't want people to know. He was like I mean rightfully so, like upset and embarrassed by it and like Right. He said he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And so you're just going to blow up every kid on the bus because of it? Like, yeah, speaking of blow up, he also blew up the plane. Oh, my, and like, let's just talk cinema, okay? <laughs> How is it that that fucking plane was right, right above there. that hotel at the Honestly, time? Honestly, iconic. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, Beaver's like, oh, and also, by the way, I have a bomb on the plane. That your dad's on. That your dad's on. Which I don't know how he knew that her dad was on the plane. I don't, I don't know. I or maybe he knows she, things. I don't know. I forget. Was she like, my dad's on that plane? Because he was just trying to kill Woody. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. He was down to kill Keith because she was like, oh, I called my dad. Oh, my dad knows. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. My dad knows. So he's like, okay, great. He's on the plane. I'll kill yeah, him too. Yeah, got to get Keith out of here. Yeah. And thank God she called her mans. She called Logan up to the roof. He came to the rescue. He said right away, yes, ma'am. And I just, I love them so much. Their bond is just, oh, it's so cute. Oh, I'm just so happy. And he went up there and essentially like saved her and was basically like, you're not a killer. Because she like pulled the gun on Beaver. Yeah. She was like, you killed my dad. Yeah. Her, God, Kristen Bell is so good. That her, She's so good. That whole scene on the roof, that act, acting was incredible by all of them. Um, and then Beaver just kind of unalives himself right yeah, off the roof. Jumped. I don't know. I feel like it's hard because we had all these questions this whole season. There were so many mysteries going on and so many levels to it with like the Fitzpatrick's and like the drugs and like. What does that have to do with Curly and the bus? Yeah. And then it all ends up being Beaver. 
And it, I feel like it's like it's really sad. Like, it's really sad. He was traumatized, and he was kind of just like devolving and like desperately trying to tie up these loose ends. It's yeah. not like somebody had like malicious intent, yeah, or even like was gonna get money from the bus crash. Like certain motives that you are kind of like, fuck you, but like I get it. This one is just like, oh poor guy, almost. Yeah. But also like <laughs> lashing out and killing a bus full of your your classmates is not the way to handle things. For sure. Or like sending your dad off. Like he basically tied up every loose end and Veronica was the last one and just didn't end up happening. No, it was crazy. And then we got the cliffhanger of, well, Veronica and Logan got together, which was so cute. So good. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, but we had a little, a little hint, a little peekaboo. Yeah, them in the hallway, so cute. We got a nice little kissing scene. He, he was like, swooped her up. He just swooped. And he was like, you're going to be gone for like a week, which is like a month. And like, I'm going to miss you. And I was like, they're back. I'm so happy. And then fucking Kendall shows up. This bitch won't die. She's like a cockroach. Like, go away. I hate her so much. And I love she was like, is your dad here? And Veronica was like, mm, I don't, he doesn't really carry that much cash on him. <laughs> so good. So good. And then cliffhanger of what the fuck was in her briefcase that she showed Keith. I don't know. And she then Keith, like, it's important. Yeah, really important. Like, you're not going to want to go to New York for a week right now. And then, yeah. And Why then he's, she come to Keith of all people? Like, she's never come to him before. He was breaking into her house two weeks ago. Right. He does not care about her. And then Keith just doesn't go to the airport. And Veronica is at the gate. I would be so concerned. Yeah. Like, she better not get on that plane. No. If I know Veronica like I know Veronica, she ain't getting on that nah. plane. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what season three does. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to college. Who's going to be in it? They better not break up my my Logan and Veronica. I'm going to be so mad. I don't know, dude. I feel like they're just dragging it on. I know. At the very... I feel like... I don't even know if they go to, like, the same college, so I really don't know. I'm assuming they have to, right? Just for the show's... For the reason of the show. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But... Whatever. It, I mean, it was a good finale. I oh, it was feel. such a good so finale. So good. Jaw dropping. Best episode of the season. Bombs dropped. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the season was slow. I'm not gonna lie. It was, but it was way better than the season one finale. I thought it was. It was really good. So it's a wrap on Veronica Mars. All right. In the meantime, please like, subscribe, review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, we do a poll and a question each episode. And we'd love your feedback. We'd love you to rate us five stars. Hell yeah. Speaking of five stars, we're also starring on our socials at Instagram and TikTok at subtitles on our podcast. And we're on X at S-O-O-O podcast. Time to get into what is claiming to be... It's the best rom-com. The best rom-com of all time. It is. It's a bold statement. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I stand by it. I'm almost ready to stand by it. Okay. I feel like I just need to do a little look-see on the other like top five rom-coms of all time. Right. I, I guarantee you it's in the top five. Like, I'll give you that. For sure. Like, of all, 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 all time. For sure. I don't know. Well, this is also just like a me thing. I'm such an indecisive person. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> don't ask me to pick a favorite anything. <laughs> well, you could always change. But like, I'm not even saying, cause it's like, it's not 
my favorite rom-com. My favorite right. movie is a rom-com. Right. Sweet Home Alabama. It's rom-com as it gets. It's my favorite movie. But I think this is a better rom-com than Sweet Home Alabama. Like, I just think it is the epitome of rom-com. <laughs> yeah. And it's also a good movie. Like, I think hand-in-hand, hand, like, it's it follows the format of what a rom-com is it's got an original storyline. It's got great chemistry. It's got great acting, great writing, direct. Like, it's just an all-around good movie and great rom-com. Absolutely. And we'll get into it a little bit later, but like you said, it, it is unique. It's not cliche. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I would also argue that it's pretty good for couples. Like, I feel like guys don't hate it right you know, I know what I mean? I, yeah i know a lot of guys that enjoy this movie right yeah okay we're talking how to lose a guy in 10 days 2003 direct directed by donald petrie kate hudson matthew mcconaughey of course iconic also starring katherine hahn love her adam goldberg thomas lennon and bb newworth as lana hmm. and a couple of other familiar faces from like the top 2000s yeah vibe Okay, off the top, what's your vibe with this movie? Like, how many times have you seen it? How old were you? Honestly, I've probably seen this movie a million times. Yeah, honestly, same. Like, I, I've seen this more than, like, The Notebook and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Like, I've seen Sweet Home Alabama the most. Like, that's the movie I've watched the most because it's my favorite movie. This is probably up there, top five, just because anytime it's on TV, I turn it on. Yeah. Like, Growing up, like, any time it was an option to turn on How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, like, we turned it on. And I know every line. I know every... Like, I almost didn't need to watch this movie for this episode because I know it so well. Yeah, I'm about the same. I feel like I was a little bit more sheltered growing up. Mm-hmm. So I probably didn't see it until I was in my teens. Yeah. But then after that, it's uh, yeah, anytime it was on, I'll watch it. Like, I've I've seen it so many times. And that's what's so interesting about, like, cable and stuff, which I don't have, because, like, what are we doing? It's 2024. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was sitting there, and I was like, I haven't seen this movie in, like, five years, maybe, or maybe once within the last five yeah. years. But I feel like there was a period of time where I was probably watching it twice a year. For sure. <laughs> like, isn't that so interesting? That is interesting. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I visit this at least once a year, maybe, or at least once every two years. I feel, okay, well, I take it back, because I, I I probably have seen it, but I do do a lot of rewatches while I do my nails. Yeah, so but it's not like a sit down and watch. Yeah, I don't fully. sit down and right, watch right. stuff like this, yeah, but um, but this time I did, and it was, it was so much fun, and it's so, oh, I was just so excited. I was like, a 2003... New York City rom the amount of rom coms in New York City it just there's something about it it's better than L A like I'll just I'll just say it. oh of of course of like course it's so exciting homeboy ladies man works at an advertising agency she writes a column in a magazine okay is this Sex and the City like I right. love this right I love a creative industry like give us fashion give us New York give us magazine yep. like don't give me a Wall Street boy like no. Also, don't give me the whole, like, she's out of his league situation or, like, she was just, like, she was a boss. Like, she was a badass female lead. And I feel like a lot of times it's, like, 
like before this it was like oh like Susie Homemaker or like she just like was a mom or whatever I feel like this kind of leveled the playing field for both of them like for for the male and female lead of a movie or whatever yeah yeah I love that because it was so much fun the way that she had her own life and like her girlfriends at the office and stuff it's actually kind of giving I don't know why but this scene from Hitch just popped in my brain when he like delivers all this stuff to her office Uh uh-huh I've only seen Hitch, like, maybe once. Shut up. Hitch is actually a really good movie. I mean, it is good. It's funny. Isn't even Mendez in that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he, like, calls her. This is so off topic. And we have so much <laughs> to talk about this movie. But he calls her trying to score a date. And he's like, are you free on Friday? And she's trying to play it cool. She's like, nah, I got plans on Friday. Yeah. And he's like, okay, how about Saturday? Like, during the day. And she was like, no, 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 I got this thing. And he's like, okay, Saturday night. And there's, like, a, a courier with, like, a package there for her. And so she's like, no, 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 I got planned Saturday night. And he's like, final offer, Sunday morning, breakfast, like, all this stuff. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. So she says yes. And he's like, meet me at the docks on Sunday morning at, like, 7 a.m. or something ridiculous. God. And the courier is standing there and hands her a package, and it's a wetsuit. So they're going to go jet skiing. Oh, that's funny. And so, but he had all this ready for like whatever date she said yes to. And she's like, well, what if I said Friday night? Like, I love that. Wait, I should revisit Hitch. Hitch is a great movie. It's Kevin been James. Minute. Been a minute. I love that. It's really fun. So she's like writing this column. She's the how to girl. Andy Anderson, how to girl. Yes. The, again, okay. So the originality of this story is why I think it make, makes this such a good movie, is you've got, like, two sides of a, the same coin. Like, she has, she's writing an article, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and he has a bet that I can make any woman fall in love with me in 10 days. And yes, like, you've kind of got the little devil and angel in the middle that's, like, ploying all of this to happen. Like, right. those two girls that also want... Um, the the diamond ad thing or whatever so they're they like obviously kind of pushed this scenario but still just like the story is so original and fun yeah and it makes it different than any other rom-com yeah because there are other rom-coms where one is kind of playing the other or even if they're not intentionally playing them they're kind of like either living a lie or like trying to make things better or just like frantically trying to like get their life together. And the other person's just kind of oblivious to it all. And is like trying to actually date them, which makes it worse. Right. But the fact that they're both playing each other is which they don't know, but so they willingly signed up to like con this person. Yeah. Cause he's it. And it's so interesting. And it is kind of cliche in the sense that like, She's like, well, I don't need a man. Like, I'll get him to break up with me. Like, this is just funny. Right. And he's like, oh, she could fall in love with me. A man saying he can get any woman to fall in love with him is so funny. No, the line, because they go, uh, that's a little cocky, Ben. He goes, not cocky, confident. confident. <laughs> oh, please. And they were, and he was, he said something about like being a great lover or something like that. And they were like, no, 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 not lust, love. love. And he was like, oh, I know. Head over heels in love. Yeah. No, he was cocky. This man has never been in a serious relationship in his life. (laughs) Just because a woman wants to, like, call you the next day doesn't mean that she's in love with you. I I just feel like in his past, he was like, oh, my God, she totally loves me. 
Yeah. Well, I think he also just thinks because he works in ads, he can sell anything. Like, he can sell oh, himself, which was, I guess, the whole bet. It's yeah. Like, oh, you really think you can sell anything? And What an interesting bet, though. You're going to bet, like, your career on this weird little bet. It was so weird. I was like, what are we doing? It's honestly way more hurtful. Like, I think... I, you know, I used to think that what she was doing to him was worse. And I still think that, like, a lot of the actions she pulled on him was pretty bad. Like, that's really sad. But his bet, like, with her, she was just going to scare a guy off that she didn't have feelings for and that he wouldn't care. He would just run. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. You go on one date. You turn on the crazy. You part ways. Like. You're done. No harm, no foul. This man said. I can make any woman fall in love with me. It's like, okay, so say you do that, then what? Yeah. You're just going to dump her? You're just going to dump a woman that's in love with you? That's awful. Like, that's kind of crazy. So I think that they both did each other so dirty. Oh, 100%. So dirty. But then they, like, kind of did themselves dirty in the end because, like, they got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they both went into this thinking – it was nothing. It wasn't real. It didn't matter. And then they both ended up falling and then they both ended up getting hurt and oh then God. having to explain themselves and, and kind of crawl out of the situation. Even like when the girls, the marketing girls, they went to composure, they went to the magazine office mm-hmm. and they had a meeting just for like ads in general or whatever. And Andy's boss is standing there and she's like, oh my God, you'll never believe it. This this is Andy Anderson, my how-to. You'll never guess what she's working on. She's going to make a guy she, or she's going to lose a guy in 10 days and she's going to like do all this stuff and, you know, whatever. And it's so interesting though because the marketing girls are the ones that set up, set this up later. Yeah. But upon first reaction, when they heard what Andy was going to do, they were like, that sounds needlessly vicious. Right. That was what they said. Yeah. And then they turn around and... I don't know. They just <laughs> they just hate Ben. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just about Ben. <laughs> well, and to make it honestly like worse, like the reason she's doing this article in the first place is because her boss wanted to use her friend, her yeah, friend's life bad. as like a story to make fun of her because like this friend does all the crazy shit. And that's why the guys break up with her. Yeah. And Andy, I guess, flipped it around to make it seem not mean, but it it, it still is mean, honestly. It, it, well, it is because it's like you're still pointing out like all the things that she does wrong. I will admit it's kind of like genius spin on the concept of right. like. Here's what not to do. Yes. By doing it. I think what they call it, though, how to lose a guy in 10 days is like the ick factor because it really is a what not to do. Right. But it is so funny when uh, Catherine Hahn's character, she was like, he broke up with me because I'm fat. And the girls are like, no, you're beautiful. He broke up with you because you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, let's talk about the chemistry. Oh, my God. There is something about Kate Hudson and my man Matthew McConaughey. They do not make men like that anymore, I swear to God. Jessica, tell me why I was 12 years old <laughs> and was obsessed with this man. Literally. I mean, I'll tell you why it was my mother. Yes, same. <laughs> my mom loved, loves, still to this day loves Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, she's like, oh, Matthew McConaughey? And I was like, yeah. Anything he's in, we're watching it. Yeah. Like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just, 
me at 12 years old i was like hey <laughs> like i can't he is perfection I, uh he yeah he's so good i yeah they don't they don't make him like him anymore no, the that's, Riz, what I'm that's a man right there are you kidding me matthew mcconaughey invented riz like he's got that riz factor yeah him and magic mike is another level the range <laughs> i forgot he was in magic mike the range of this man you go from interstellar to magic mike in the span of like five years like <laughs> seriously oh my god iconic academy award winner oh 100 percent. dallas buyers club you deserve Come that one on. yeah because he well okay so the the marketing girls pick her out in the bar and they're like okay her and they know that she's got this Do the article bet. yeah but he's like, he's immediately intrigued. She's gorgeous. She's got this cute backless dress on. Kate Hudson is beautiful. God, she looks so good. And they have chemistry from the jump. Eye contact. That's all. Like, they have physical chemistry. Just yeah. like, yeah. She was like, attached? Not currently. Right. Or did he say attached? Yeah, I don't They know. have this, yeah. like, they're like, hi, hi attached not currently or they said something before that i don't remember but yeah interested maybe yeah like it's just the words without the words like it was just yeah. so quick and unspoken and then maybe they said their names yes andy ben yeah um they had a quick little exchange and then he was like starving she or she was like hungry yeah starving, starving. leaving <laughs> now yeah <laughs> chemistry was so good she like we're talking about his riz she also has riz oh 100 percent. she's a genius the moves she was pulling out you could like only in the early 2000s i think we should start taking notes on dating from early 2000s movies i was low-key like i realized this is like a what not to do i was gonna i was taking notes on the things that she was doing at least in the beginning of like yeah, because yeah, she got some sly stuff and like she got him to call, call her the next day. Flirty. She she got flowers. Three like, dozen white roses the next day. No, I think a hundred. Oh, a hundred times more beautiful 100. than a hundred roses. Um, that you know how expensive that is. Yeah, I do. Holy, that's crazy. Shit. Okay, so what I noticed, speaking on her geniusness, oh, and yeah. I'm wondering She's if five steps ahead. Definitely. And I, I picked this up this time, and I'm wondering if, like, I'm just, like, crazy or if this was, like, intentional. But in the bar, she's saying bye to her friend. She's like, okay, I got him on the hook. Like, we're going to go. She takes her keys out of her purse and yeah, gives them that. to her friend. And I'm like, did she do this intentionally because she knew she was leaving her purse at his house and she needed her keys to get into her apartment? Damn. And I'm like, was she that far ahead that she knew he would invite her to his place, she would leave the bag with the Knicks tickets, and be able to, like, get the call back the next morning because of it? That's crazy. I, it's just, she, I'm in awe. I'm in like, awe. I love that. Like, she's such a genius. Also, the fact that, like, this is so bad. I get that she was doing it for the article, but the fact that she like knew that she wanted him to call her the next day or like wanted to see him like the next tickets were like the next night. Yeah. And I'm like, if I meet a guy, I'm like, don't call me. Like I, right. <laughs> I won't see you for a week. Like, well, I think because it was, it was like work. It was a project. Right. So she had to get it down. Cause they saw each other every single day for the next 10 days. I just like, 
you're lucky if I go on a date, like, again a week later. Right. Like, and you're going to see each You're going to fall, like, see each other that many times in 10 days? That's a lot. No, I'm like, crazy. I have a full-time job. That's crazy. But I guess this technically was her job. Honestly, right? what true. a vibe. Like. That is true. What do you do all day if you're, like, if you spend your nights dating this guy and then you just kind of, like, recap it the next day before, and, like, write your article? I, yeah. Well, what I love, too, is when, um. When the boss was making the article and she was like 10 days and Andy was like, well, why? Whoa, that's a lot. And she was like, well, five is too short and we go to print in 11. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so like she was going to have to write it that night. Like, it's just like crazy how fast that turnaround yeah. is. It's nuts. But yeah, I never caught that about the keys. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't really understand what it meant. And like to plan ahead and know that she's going to leave her bag there. Genius. Seriously. Um, and then they, so yeah, they go get some food. They go back to his place and he's like putting on the romance, the music, the candles. And then he's like, a diamond is not a one night stand. A diamond is a long term commitment. commitment. And I just thought that was so weird. I was like, you're like referring to her like an object, like a diamond. He is. I mean, again, he was working too. He I, wanted that, that that's true. campaign or whatever the fuck the, um, what do they call that? The like... The client? Would it have been his client? Well, they kept calling it a pitch. Right. He was like, oh, I want that pitch. The pitch is right. mine. Yeah. Okay. The scene, though, when she um, comes out of the bathroom and she gets on the bed and is, like, tapping the bed. And he goes and he looks at her and then he, like, backs up and sits on the dresser and, like, taps on the dresser. That was kind of hot. Like, I liked that scene. Just because, like, I know he was doing it. It was a move. Like, she was doing a move of, like, trying to push it forward. And he was doing a move of, like, no, no. Like, I want to see you yeah. again. I respect, you know? But I was just, like, I kind of feel, I would like that if someone like, <laughs> did that to me. Like, if you're the one wanting to make things go like, further. And he's just, like, no, no. Yeah. Take it slow. Yeah. I was, like, okay, Matthew. <laughs> Hello. And then they kind of spit it up. Yeah. And then that, they totally took that out the window. God, that didn't that was, no. their chemistry is so good. When he, look, he is incredible. When <laughs> she like, he's like, oh, we need to go slow. And she goes and drinks her beer and he leans in. He grabs her beer with the hand that his, has his beer in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, what a move. Yeah. I'm just like, And then puts what? him on the dresser. While he's kissing her. And then, but I'm just like. <laughs> I'm in awe. The blocking of this shot was incredible. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, it was so good. Uh, okay, but before so before they got there, just to kind of like kickstart the the movie, one of my favorite lines throughout the whole movie, like to this day, it has always stuck with me. But it's when they're eating, and you know, she's asking him the three questions. She's like, I, I want to ask you some questions. He's like, sums a lot, you know, maybe just three. She's asking him questions. And the last one, she says, true or false, all is fair in love and war. And he says, true. And she's like, great answer. And he says, great question. That, I just, is like the perfect line to kind of kickstart this movie, like to like tee up everything that's going to happen. Because it, like, she's going for war and he's going for love. Yeah. And they're both about to like just screw each other so hard. And it, they're just like, little like smirks on their faces and all of it it was perfection and the older i get when i when i watched i was like wow that is like the perfect way to set up this movie mm -hmm. so good yeah and then she leaves his apartment and 
he's like, ooh, you are already falling in love with me. She's I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to make you wish, wish you were dead. dead. Yeah. Okay, so they do a lot of, she does a lot of, like, you know, messing with him, a lot of, a lot of moves. What do you think was, like, the craziest one? I don't know. Like, one, because I feel like all the times that she was just, like, crazy and not even that because you're asking like what's the craziest one I guess like what was the one that would have had you be like like final straw oh the the photo album (laughs) yeah like get the fuck out of my house that was crazy calling her his mom that's not okay crazy which he was pretty close to being done there but his kind of I guess, quote-unquote, final straw was, like, the poker game. Okay, so I was thinking about that, too, when you asked me that. And I was, like, I feel like the whole poker scene from front to back, (laughs) her showing up with the healthy snacks, her crying over the love fern, her making him blow in the Kleenex. (laughs) Blow. I'm sorry, that's so funny. (laughs) Blow. She's on another level. The fact that she spotted the Kleenex on the counter and just made him do that. What? I love too the the whole time that like you can just see her face like when she does something and he's still her wheels are turning she's just like I, okay now what like why is this yeah. guy not leaving God it was so good yeah and then what did she do oh I loved my one of my favorite scenes in the poker when he like you know, does like the, the crazy sign to his friends. He's like, oh, she's crazy. And she sees it and it gets real quiet. And she goes over, she's got like a plate of celery and carrots, carrots. or whatever. <laughs> and she goes, are you saying that I'm a mental patient? And like throws the food at her and just like <laughs> screaming. And he's like, no, honey, no. And like chases after her and she like leaves. Oh man, that was so good. It The whole thing is honestly so good. And it's, I feel like the, Part of, like, the breaking point has to be the buildup. Yeah. Because he even, like, during his breakdown, he was like, what happened to the cool, smart girl from the Knicks game? Like, all yeah. that stuff. And you just, like, slowly – I'm not going to lie. Like, she she's so smart. And even her friends were like, girl, you're on another playing field. Yeah. Because, like – the way you just like slowly break down a person where she's like, Ben, it's not diet. And yeah. Then she's like, my boyfriend thinks I'm, I'm fat. fat. <laughs> I can't eat in front of you. And then the, the movie scene was so funny. Oh my God. She's like, well, what are you thinking about? And he's like, nothing. I'm watching the movie, which when I tell you that I've been in a movie and I've gotten that question and the person's like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, <laughs> I'm watching the movie. And they're like, are you mad? And I'm like, no, I'm watching the movie. That's why I don't have an expression on my face. Like, it's not a funny part of the movie. I'm just, like, not smiling. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And she's sitting there, and she's like, well, who is she? <laughs> We've what's watching, her name? What's her name? We've been watching a Meg Ryan movie for two mo- two, for two hours, and you, you're telling me you're not thinking of another one? <laughs> So good. It's comedy gold. It makes me laugh every time. It's so funny. Every time she does it. And it's like, it's such an easy fallback to get a guy to lose his mind. Who is she? Because she does it again later in therapy when he's (laughs) holding her friend's hand and she goes, "Ah, well, should I just leave you two alone? Like, should you just get a room? Like, you're flirting with our therapist. therapist. And he's like, (laughs) he goes, 
is so funny. But then, like, that's a perfect example. The the movie theater scene of Andy kind of playing both sides of, like, she does care about him. Mm -hmm. Because you see her go in and out of the crazy, like, Mm -hmm. the role she's playing to, like, when he actually got punched. And she was like, oh, my God, like, Ben. Like, she was, like, cuddling him and was like, I really think you might need to go to the hospital. Like, she felt bad. Yeah. And even later, her friends were like, you got him knocked out. And she's like... He's just a just a black guy. Like he'll be fine. But like, no, that shit is crazy. I know. I feel like she, gosh, she was just like so on top of it because like they had been to a couple of Knicks games, and then she's like, "Well, I had tickets for tonight." Mm-hmm. And when she said tickets, my exact thought was like, "I for because I forgot about this part because it's just like kind of a quick." part of them like walking out of the show right and so i forgot and she was like well i had tickets for tonight and he's like oh well we could go i don't have to work takes him to a celine dion concert (laughs) and he and it's like it what makes it better is that like because it's a 10 days the knicks are in the nba finals like seven games so we get like four games that they talk about throughout this so yeah when she said tickets i was like oh yeah another game yeah and they're walking out of the concert and she's just like you know, so happy, and then you just see the the Knicks fans coming out of like the stadium yeah. at the same time, and he's just like, oh god. Can I tell you? There's this thing that I do about once a year, and I just spend the whole day crying to Celine Dion. Really? Like I don't listen to Celine Dion like on the regular. Uh huh. But every so often, I just turn on one of her songs or like a few of her songs, and they just make me cry. And then I listen to them all day. I did this last week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I had them on in the car and I was like, cause you're my lady. <laughs> Crying to the power of love. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. What's your favorite Celine Dion song? The power of love. <laughs> All right. Mine is not- it's all coming back to me now. That's a solid choice. It's a g- great song. She said, I'm your lady and you are my man. Yeah. And it just makes me cry. <laughs> But um, what's the Titanic one? My Heart Will Go On. That one. That's a good one. But yeah. see, I call it the Titanic one. I think there's a disconnect there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Miss, I've never seen the Titanic. Damn. Just, I'll be like that. I will. Okay, well, speaking of music in this movie, I can never hear Carly Simon's You're So Vain without thinking of this no. movie. I think the first time I heard that song was in this movie. Look, I'm young. Sorry. <laughs> But, like, it it was. And I also, every time I sing it, I sing the parts, like, uh, that you'll be Ben's partner. <laughs> you'll be Ben's partner. I'm not I sure I Ben's know the partner. actual words. It's the, like, she'll be your partner. It's your partner. Oh, okay. But she says Ben's partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's iconic. And that, like, final scene, too, when they're singing oh, it God, is it's so good. So good. But every time I hear that song, I just think of this movie. Because well, they play it earlier on, too, when she, like, changes all of the CDs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my. See, again, the mind games. The way she, like, moved her Vagisil into the bathroom <laughs> yeah. counter is so The funny. toilet seat cover. Stop. The, com- the stuffed animals. The framed photo of her. She, like, wrote... <laughs> of them it was just her it's just her oh it's so funny man so yeah she does a lot of crazy shit but then the turning point is obviously when they go to staten island Mm -hmm. to see his family Mm -hmm. 
which she pulled out, which she didn't want to do because the therapy scene was so funny. Yeah. So funny. Oh my God. Catherine Hahn is so good. I love Catherine Hahn. I've, I've like seen so many Catherine Hahn movies and I don't even think I realize it until like I really sit and think about it. Yeah. Cause I feel like she didn't really have, like she wasn't really a lead until probably like the last 10 years or so. Right. But she was in a lot of 2000s movies. Well, yeah, she was just always a side character in a comedy. Yeah. Like I remember her, well, she wasn't really a side character in this, but like, I think Step Brothers may have been the first thing I saw her in because she played Adam Scott's wife. Um, and she was so fucking funny in that movie. And that, and then later, and then I would see her in this and, and all that. And I would just, she would always just be that side funny. So funny. Character. And she's just, she's great. Like, it, she's in Bad Moms. Like, it's just Bad so, Moms so is good. funny. And now she's in um, WandaVision. Oh, yeah. She's Agatha. Oh my god yeah. anyway yeah the therapy scene was so funny and then they she mentions like oh yeah why don't you go see his family and andy's like mm, no yeah, like, why would she bring that up like that because she's crazy True. <laughs> she's thinking like herself she's like i would go see his family yeah so they go they're playing the game bullshit which is probably my like one of it was, it's one of my favorite scenes i, I keep saying that i just love this movie every also, scene if you've ever played bullshit with someone that you have a crush on the sexual tension across the table calling bullshit is top tier you could slice it with a knife so true all right on my bucket list play bullshit with someone i have a crush yeah on. <laughs> are you kidding me when you call bullshit on that person you're just like making eye contact eye contact across the table it's like banter yeah. but like in a game like it's so good yeah i love like I loved seeing his dynamic with his family. Like, it was so short-lived, but it, they did so well, like, That's getting so that family dynamic. Like, when he's, like, talking to his mom, and he's like, you know, you can always tell when mom's lying because she's just so pure of heart. Like, it's just... They have, like, these inside jokes. Yeah. yeah. And then they said that he's never brought a girl home. Right. Which, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and I feel like even if he was playing her and, like, trying to get her to fall in love with him, he wouldn't bring her home if it wasn't a little real right like he's got to feel something for her like i'm convinced like he just has he sees through the crazy and i think he if anything he's just confused at why she sometimes acts the way she's acting because she actually is like i feel like if they weren't doing this bet thing i feel like they would hit it off too like just as if they are because yeah. she's so cool and fun and like they both like the knicks and like it was a good time. And right. then she just turns on the crazy and he's like, what is going on? Yeah. They're both cool. They have common interests. They both have great work ethic. Like you can see, especially as the audience, we can see how they will work as a couple and how sometimes they do. Sometimes it's great, especially like in Staten Island. Like they were great. Oh, like I loved it. she really, she turned off the crazy. She was just Andy there. And you could really see like that was when they all, when they fell in love with each other. I'm like, oh so cute and then that that bathroom scene <clears throat> yeah okay i say that but it's honestly like kind of mid. no it's so mid but like when i was younger 100%. i was like this is so steamy 12 year old bailey was like oh, oh. <laughs> i was like so this is sex got it <laughs> i just like yeah put your arms up yeah, he'll yeah, take he'll your shirt yeah, off yeah 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 and then you return the favor and take his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's so funny. Okay. But I always thought, like, and every time I've watched this, I've always thought, like, oh, she had, like, a genuine 
emotional moment and she was like oh my god your mom like really hugged me over a game yeah. of bullshit mm-hmm. which it, you know she did like beautiful moment and that kind of tells us that andy i mean we don't know we don't know what her relationship is like with her parents or maybe she's just been single for a long time and like that genuine hug is like just so nice yeah because you don't really like hug your friends like that like just like a deep like mom hug a mom hug is like a big deal <sighs> it's another level and so yeah so i always felt like she was having like a real moment and like they connected and like the bathroom scene was always like so real but for some reason this watch not that i felt like she wasn't being real in that moment but i was worried that he would think that like oh here come the tears it was just another drama outburst. Yeah. yeah i don't know why i thought that but um That's obviously he was connecting with her the same way so it yeah was, it was good but yeah, I think, like, I can see that, but also I, I see, because I'm thinking back to when she would just burst out in tears, and he would just be like, well, like, I'm thinking about the meat scene, like, when he, she starts crying, and he's like, what's wrong, what's wrong, like, he just works so hard on that dinner, he, like, gets, like, crazy, it's just like, I wish I ate meat, first of all, so fucking funny, again, she's pulling shit out of her ass, like, she's coming out, but he usually is so frantic with her, because her crying is way more exaggerated, and this, I feel like, was the first time that, like, she was almost, like, fighting back the tears. She was trying not to cry, and he was so soft with her. Like, he yeah, was just, like, what's, like, that's a good thing. Like, ah! No, and their chemistry was so good. Like, when I think about Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, I think about this scene. Yeah. Like, it's a pivotal scene in my brain. Like, it's it's filed back there, and she ain't leaving ever. <laughs> like, I just, it's so important to me. <laughs> can't tell you i don't know something about something about it i don't know no i i get it 100 percent. and then they it, like the scene on the ferry when you know just like puts his like arm uh, they're just like kind of lounging over each hair, other God. like so beautiful they're and they just look so comfortable with each other yeah and then they come back to new york and he's like i have this party and i want you to come oh he is smitten as they my come, girlfriend yeah no, they come back from Staten Island and they're like, oh, we're in love, love. I'm also like, you give me a one day notice to show up to a party like that. Like, I'm sorry. What? Like, I think Kate Hudson is 24 in this movie. Yeah. Maybe she's playing her age or maybe a little bit older. I but don't have a dress like that just hanging in my closet. I don't have just like an elegant gown to no. go to an event for diamonds. I also don't know where I would get one on a day's notice. No. Rent the runway, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but like Zara ain't got that. No, <laughs> I guess maybe Bloomingdale's. I don't know. I mean, maybe she does work at a fashion magazine. She could ask. It's giving a like Devil Wears Prada. Prada. <laughs> little rent the sample. Right, right. Borrow. That's the other thing about New York in that industry. She might like she might yeah, have a gown in her closet. True. I just I don't work in an industry where I would be going to a gala. Right. Sorry, I don't know. I don't. No, I, I wish. Ha- I wish. <laughs> I went to like a holiday party this year, and I had to buy a dress for that. I did go to Zara, but like that's a holiday. Like it was, it was just right. a black dress. Yeah, like, it wasn't a gown. Right. Like I haven't bought a gown since prom. True. Same. Even like when I go to wedding, I'm. Oh, I did buy like a bridesmaid's dress, but still, I wouldn't say that was like a gown. You know, like. But again, on a day's notice, you had six months to buy that bridesmaid's dress. Also, like, I feel like Kate Hudson is the only person in the world that can pull off that yellow. Yellow's hard. Yellow is hard, especially on a blonde. Like, 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 why does it look so good? No, she looks fantastic. Like, the backless, like... 
I love her. She comes out and she has her little turn. And oh, she he, does a 360 without him what asking. What does he do? Oh, look, again, add it to the list. Like, I'm taking notes yeah. on how to just be, <laughs> how to exist. And I'm taking it from Kate <laughs> Hudson in this movie. But yeah, she just turns around and he kind of does like that. Doesn't he do like a little, like, uh, like a little step back, like grabs his chest thing? Because yeah. he's just so, like, smitten. Ah! Again, I just don't think men like him don't exist. At least I've never met him. Maybe men react that way to their women dressed in a gown, but... I don't know. I think about the men that, like, cry when their bride walks down the aisle. Yeah. I love that. I do, too. If my man doesn't cry... I feel like I don't know if I learned... Like, every time I go to weddings, someone told me, and I don't know if it was, like, a real person or if it was a movie, but they were like, I always look at the groom. I'm going to tell you exactly where you heard this, and it's from 27 Dresses. <laughs> Catherine Heigl, my girl. Yeah. James Marsden. <laughs> like I said, I had a feeling it was a movie. I'm telling you, if I give you any advice in life, guarantee I heard it's it from a movie. movie. <laughs> I was like, let me just stop you right there because I know. Because I, I do the same thing. Because I love that. No, it's so cute. And it was something they connected over. And then, like, um, they told it to a third person, a third character in that movie. And that person was like, well, when you two get married, I'm going to be looking at the sucker at the front. Like, Aww. so cute. So, yeah. So they go to this this party and it's day 10 because he like, oh, as my girlfriend. And she was like, that would be our 10th day dating now. And he was like, she was like, he's like, yeah. And she said, well, after that, I guess we'll know. So sus. I know. Why are you going to like show all your cards right there? Well, he threw out. He was like, well, what are you doing on day 13? I got tickets to the Knicks game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So they go to this party, and this is when all hell breaks loose. Great scene, though. Uh, yeah. Just the whole num the whole sequence. It was so interesting. I mean, just right off the bat, with his boss going up to her and basically being like, "So, what's up with my man Ben?" Yeah, he goes up to Ben. And is like, "So, does she love you? Does she love you not?" And he's like, "I don't. I just got here. I yeah. don't know." And he's like, "I'll find out." Yeah. Something about bosses spilling the truth, like. I, yeah, but also, like, a man that's been married for forever. Or, like, I don't know how he felt like he was going to know. Yeah. But then, and I forget how he said it. I think he just went up to her and was like, how, like, they chatted for, like, a quick second. And then he was like, you love him. Right. He's, and she was like, no, like, impossible. Yeah. Maybe, did she have the diamond on at that point? Because he said something, his line was, oh, well... Nothing shines brighter than a woman in love. Oh, yes. That's what he says. Yes. And she was like, uh, no, 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 no. She's like, well, I'm not. I'm not. You Am couldn't I? possibly. Couldn't. And he goes, yeah. And like, well, kind of walks away or whatever. She's like, but don't tell him. And he's like, no, no. Shh. Yeah. She's like figuring it out as he says it, essentially. Right. It's like registering for her. He ends up getting the pitch. That pisses the, the women off. They go tell his besties. Oh, Andy knew about the bat the whole time. Right. And his besties are dumb. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. Like, why would you take their word for it? They're the enemy. Yeah, I just thought it was so weird. Especially, like, yeah, coming from them to be like, oh, she was in on it. That was dumb. When, like, they watch Ben go through the whole thing. Yeah. And so they, like, tell her. They're like, oh, okay, can you just pretend like you didn't know about the bed? You didn't know what was going on. And then it's all registering with Andy. And she's playing it so coy. Like, she's keeping her mouth shut. Like, she's just like, oh, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then at the same time, her boss is spilling the beans to Ben 
that she's that's my how-to girl oh she's putting this poor bastard through all these things like she's like did, did all this she like named his penis all and then she yeah, just yeah. The, the, <laughs> she just looks at him because he's like has this look on his face and she's like slowly realizing it's him well because he literally said like i gotta get back to that beautiful woman over there right to her and she goes oh that's my andy yeah and i'm like they're here together Right. That's the, uh, like, she should have known better. Like, how did this, her boss, because her boss didn't invite her this, to this event. It's right. not a work event. Like, it is for the, the boss, because she's the editor of the magazine, and they're doing the they ad. The ad deal, yeah. But shouldn't she sit there and think, huh, why is Andy here? And then when he says, I got to get back to her, realize this is the guy she's dating? Put the pieces together, lady. Seriously. <laughs> Spill be, the beans. Like, be a little smarter. But, yeah, so basically they both know. But they don't, they don't really know, like, the extent, but she's pretty upset that he bet on this, yeah. which I, I would say for the amount of things that she put him through, I think she was a little upset. It was a bit much if, because of what, yeah, like you said, what she was doing. Right. If she was doing none of that and she actually fell for him, like I said earlier, it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, that is so bad but like they kind of canceled each other out i feel like yeah but i feel like she was so upset because she had real feelings yeah and likewise with him yeah and she put him through a lot and his little masculine heart was was not okay with that yeah his little ego she gets on stage and she's like i would like to introduce you all to benjamin barry <laughs> yeah she's he's gonna do a little number for mrs delauer yeah he's a talented ad executive and a wagering enthusiast yep. i was like Ooh. Uh, and then we get the iconic you're so vain scene honestly what a vibe and he was like yeah it's gonna be be a duet you better get back up here and I don't know. It's just so interesting. It was, it was really funny, though, that he was like, do you know You're So Vain? And he, he was like, that's not one of my songs. <laughs> Starts playing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they start rhyming at each other. Yeah. He, like, says the words wrong and she corrects him. <laughs> I, that's such that's so me-coded. I would do that shit. I'd be like, you're wrong. <laughs> He's like, you named my penis after a dame. And she's like, you really got to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Princess Sophia, not. Oh my god, get over it. Ugh. And then they like she like storms out, and they have this like heartbreaking fight. Oh, it was awful. And it was so real. Like I said, the acting, the chemistry, it's so good. And everyone, I love Mrs. Delauer during it. She was like, she's like laughing. She's like, isn't she wearing the Isadora like (laughs) the diamond? And they're like, lock it down, lock it down. Like they start (laughs) running. And they're fighting, and they're like, miss. And they're like, what? They're like, I'm sorry. We need the diamond, and then y'all can go back to killing each other. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what is... Honestly, it was just so sad. It was really sad. He's like, well, you wanted to lose a guy in 10 days? Congratulations. You just lost me. She's like, no, I didn't, Ben. Because you can't lose something you never had. Ouch. Ooh, it just hurt. And I feel like them... I feel like as outsiders, especially as people that have seen this movie so many times, we forget that, like, if we put ourselves in their shoes, they are thinking that everything was a lie. Like, all the real feelings they thought the other person had, despite what they were doing to them. Right. They thought it was real, and now they are they think that it's not. Both sides. And so, I think they're just, like, times ten hurt by it. 
because they fell too. Yeah. I would say it's interesting. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it now. And like, I feel like what she did is honestly kind of worse because the thing is, well, I guess the, the initial intent of him to get a girl to fall in love with him is awful mm-hmm. because yeah, what are you going to do afterwards? Right. Like, are you gonna but do, when like- he started to fall for her for reals, then I feel like he didn't really care about the bet. Yeah, he was like, okay, like, win-win. If it happens, it happens. Right. If not, I still got a great girl. So I feel like that's a mutually beneficial arrangement. Yeah. Whereas with her, she really was, like, trying to get him to dump her. Yeah. Yeah, which it does make sense, too, later when he doesn't read the article. His friend has to be like, you need to read this. Right. Because she did a little twist on it of, like... I lost the only guy I ever really cared about. Isn't which that crazy? It's just, I mean, she took a twist on a twist on a twist I for know. this article. Genius writer. She should be somewhere else writing know, right? some of this stuff. But I think it does explain his reasoning behind not reading it is because, like you said, like he literally thought that none of her feelings were real at all. Where at least, like you said, with him, the feelings could have been real on both sides. Right. And were, but you know. He just didn't see but it But he that thought way. that she was 100% playing him the whole time. Right. Which, I mean, that it, that does hurt. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. But he reads the article and he chases her down on the bridge. She's like trying to book a interview in Washington. Packs up everything. <laughs> For an interview. Hugs her doorman goodbye. Confident. Okay, girl, you're going to get that job. <laughs> oh Got it. Yeah, hugs her doorman. I was like, girl, you're not leaving. Like, you got to carry on. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what are we doing right now? Yeah. Oh, he goes to the office. I love it. He sees Catherine Hahn's character and he goes, you're not a therapist. And she was like, oh, no. no. <laughs> he goes, you owe me 300 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but that bridge scene, hot. He was like, where are you going? And she's like. I'm, I have a job interview. Like, I'm, I'm leaving. And he's like, where are you going? But yeah, I know. Like, you're running away. Yeah. Bullshit. bullshit. You calling my bluff? I love the cool, the bullshit callback. Uh, it's so good. I love also that he's got the love fern on the back of his bike. <laughs> he took it with him. He was like, you're coming with me. Um, So good. And then he, like, just casually gives the cash to the cab driver. It's like, he always calls her a lady. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, they don't make men like this anymore. Because he's like from the South. It's such a Texas. From Staten Island. But he's from Texas. Yeah. And he's like, take the lady's luggage back to her house or whatever. Like she has alternate transportation, whatever. And then they have this kiss. And this kiss has also permanently been in my brain. (laughs) This, I, okay, not in a weird, creepy way. I do find actors so interesting especially when they have to film a kissing scene because i know there's like this unspoken rule in hollywood of like no tongue like let's yeah, just be it's not cute whatever but sometimes depending on the role it's necessary especially if it's like a very like sexual heavy storyline between the characters like the actors kind of get into it this one however i don't feel like was needed but that kiss it was like <laughs> they were like eating each other's faces. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but I'm just like, no, the mouths were open wide. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. They full sent. Like when I say I need a grand finale kiss between the couple, this is what I mean. It was giving Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker like 
Yeah. Um, yeah, great kiss, great ending. And then I think it just, like, ends right there, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, they, they have, like, funny commentary and, like, music plays, and they kind of pan out into yeah. the sky of New York. Because um, she's like, oh, my, our love fern. Yeah. She's like, Benny, boo-boo, boo-boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. So good. Well, that's the other thing. Me talking about that, uh, to double down on my best rom-com, another thing a rom-com needs is you got to have an iconic kiss yeah like a final of course getting together that's kiss. part of the formula it is and some they some of them don't do it justice that's true. in my opinion they could be better this one pretty damn good pretty good pretty good yeah i mean i don't know what else there's to say about it it's no, we a s- great movie we said plenty um but while we're on the subject of best rom-com of all time yeah. while we were talking about doing this movie and debating is it the best one? We did decide that next week we we are going to do a bracket. Yeah. So we'll have the deciding factor of is it the best one? I'm not sure how we're going to do this if Bailey and I are going to have the same bracket because. Oh right, I we, feel like some oh. fights might, might break out, dude. Like I feel like that'd be fun though. Like we have to agree. That's what I'm so saying. So we'd have to. I think fight. we should fight about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll talk about that next week. No, that'll be really fun. We'll see who lands at the top. Yeah. I feel like after this. I mean, we'll see where it lands, but... It's so true, because it really, it comes down to those first drafts. Like, who are you pitting it against? Ugh. It, it's hard. Okay, we're going to set this up right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'll do that next week, and we'll see you there. We'll see you then. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.